welcome back to another episode of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney, and I kind of broke my promise <laughs> that Devin would be on this episode with me to talk about Scandival, Bravo, etc., etc. The episode is coming, but it will not be today, unfortunately. The schedules just didn't line up right. I just finished my second week at my new job, and my husband had a friend come and stay, and Father's Day and Juneteenth and all these things. So, And Devin just celebrated her first wedding anniversary this weekend. So just didn't line up, but it's definitely coming later on. So fear not. But so much has happened over the past week that we have other more pressing issues to talk about anyway. First of all, as I'm sure everybody has seen, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker announced that they are expecting a baby, debuted her baby bump, and did it in a super cute way. So if you're not a Blink-182 fan, you might not know that the way that Kourtney announced that she was pregnant with that sign that says, Travis, I'm pregnant, is basically inspired by the All the Small Things music video in which one of the like rabid fans while they're playing is holding up a sign that says, Travis, I'm pregnant, and it looks just like it, except it's yellow. Obviously, we have known if you've been keeping up with the Kardashians at all, you will know that Travis and Courtney have been trying to conceive for a while. So I'm super happy for them. Also, Penelope and North were in attendance, and I believe Alabama was too. It's just hard to tell. It's She's hard to track down because her appearance changes so often. It looked like Alabama in the picture, but I don't know what color her hair is right now, so I don't know, TBD on that one. But North and Penelope were both along for the ride in the crowd, and it was a really cute moment. There are tons of pictures. Go check out the Instagram if you haven't seen them yet. I tend to lurk on the Kardashian subreddits, and there are multiple of them. There's one that's just like R Kardashians. There's one that's R K U W T K, as in like keeping up with their Kardashians. And then there's one that's K-U-T-W-K snark, um, which are like people who hate the Kardashians um, and or just hate some of them, which I think is more of the general consensus. Um, But in general, I did see some people like across different subreddits. A lot of people are speculating that Courtney did not tell her family that she was going to announce this pregnancy because Nobody really like posted about it when it first happened. It was kind of like catching wildfire on Instagram and Twitter and like all the different um, social platforms. Meanwhile, none of the Kardashians really posted about it until the next day. So people seem to think that Courtney kind of went rogue in the midst of her spat with her diva sister. And we're going to get into that as well. Ironically, one of my most popular episodes of the Spin Cycle podcast is the episode where I covered the Kravis weddings and the Dolce & Gabbana tie-ins. And that is a huge issue that we're seeing the sisters still kind of go at it about now. What I didn't realize at the time and what nobody realized at the time was that this was not really Courtney driving that, I don't know, partnership forward um while she did have them open up their like 90s vintage archives to dress the family for the wedding apparently kim was the one that was all over like the media attention for it courtney says point blank people think that this is a 
total misunderstanding and it's absolutely not. My sister used my wedding as a business opportunity and calls her the diva of all divas, which I think after like the past, I don't know, 15 years of watching the Kardashians interact, I think that we can um, all agree that that's true. So here's what Kim has to say about it. She said, my mom has known Dolce & Gabbana for a long time, and they were always asking me, even before the wedding, if we could do a book. Courtney and Travis just worked with Dolce, and that was her whole vibe of her wedding. Then after the wedding, I got a call saying they wanted me to creative direct their fashion show in Milan. I think this is such a good opportunity that I didn't want to pass this up. So then she said that they wanted to do a collection and design and she said that she thought it was too soon after Courtney's wedding and she wanted to wait a year so then she says like that she like made sure to not do anything that Courtney wore to her wedding a big part of this is kind of Chloe's role in all this she's like really staunchly um team Kim which is different from most of the previous feuds within the family um Chloe tends to be closer with Courtney but um I guess Kim and Chloe started to become closer I think probably because they were both in shitty relationships at the same time while Courtney was kind of like falling in love and kind of having her fairy tale I think that that's kind of why Kim, Kylie, and Chloe have this like bond um, where Courtney's kind of on the outside because she already went through what they're experiencing now with Scott. And um, so I think they're just a little bit like jealous, but not really taking into account the fact that Courtney's already been there, done that. Her oldest child, Mason, is 13. He was born in 2009. So Obviously, she's just like a little bit further along in her romantic journey than the others are. And I think that they kind of resent her for it. But that's just kind of my outside opinion. Courtney said, I just feel like there's such an abundance of opportunities. It isn't about business. There's just so much and it takes precedence over hurting your sister. It is legit copying my wedding. Everything that I did with Dolce & Gabbana was pulling references from 90s archival looks. It's stupid because it is a deeper thing than that. It is about where people are grabbing whatever is in the way. It is such an abundance and excess. It is never enough. It is never okay to just not do something or turn something down. So what it sounds like to me is that Courtney felt just like betrayed that Kim went and did that anyway, when actually like the whole inspiration for that collaboration and that partnership was based off of like Courtney's ideas. So it does seem a little bit shitty to kind of take your sister's like, I guess, vision that she already brought to life and then make it into something lucrative, especially when it was something as, you know, personal as her wedding. Courtney said, I've been friends with the Dolce & Gabbana designers for five years. I've gone to their home in Portofino every summer. They've always rolled out the red carpet and my whole experience with our wedding, he made me feel so comfortable and really special. So we have a really personal relationship. So she's not mad at Dolce & Gabbana for offering it. She is essentially just mad at Kim for prioritizing business and like, you know, chess moves over everything, which I definitely can understand. This is just my own speculation. I guess I wonder because Kim mentioned her mom, Kim mentioned Chris, and it makes me wonder if like they offered it to Courtney first <laughs> and Kim and Chris was like, actually, what about Kim? Um, you never know with this family. Like, I don't think that they show us like the full 
the full scope of any of their feuds, especially with each other. They're very, like, careful. So, um, however, I do think that um, Courtney's pregnancy announcement definitely deviated from their typical MO. It does seem like Courtney planned to do that without getting the, you know, entire family prepared to be, um, you know, the social media spamming that they do you know because for every birthday for every like mother's day father's day they all post 1700 photos like they are so like careful about crafting this like perfect family image so the fact that courtney did this and then none of them posted about it does kind of tell me that (laughs) they didn't know that she was gonna do this so speaking of Father's Day and baby daddies and all that good stuff, um, not sure if you all saw or were accosted by Jennifer Lopez's nude she posted of Ben Affleck for Father's Day. And I, I just have a lot to say about this because number one, why would you post why would you post a nude for Father's Day? Secondly, you don't even have kids with that man. That's somebody else's baby daddy. Um, obviously, yeah, it's your husband, but like, why for Father's Day are you posting his nude? Like, I don't know. It's so. He was fully naked. I mean, there are no pants on, and the cutoff is still pretty low. And obviously, she's very proud of getting her husband off of the Duncan diet, which is great. Like whatever, go off. Um, but I just feel like he could have been wearing underwear at the very least. Um, they do both have like older children who probably have social media and probably will see that and will probably get made fun of. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, because seriously, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are my mom's age. I'm 28. I'm married. <laughs> I'm a homeowner. Like, I can't fucking imagine seeing, like, your 55-year-old stepdad naked on Instagram and Twitter. She posted it both places. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, we say this all the time about women. We're always like, oh, the Kardashians, like, what do their kids think of their, like, ass pics? It's like, well, at least they're in bikinis, though. You know, like, they're wearing clothes, usually. They haven't really been, like, doing a lot of naked posing since they had kids. So, I mean, realistically, this is way more unhinged than anything our, like, female stars do. But then the female stars who posted it, which also is just so weird because... I love my husband and I think my husband's hot, but I really don't want to like share his body with like, I don't know, 20 million strangers. That's just bananas. I just think it's so crazy. But um, again, they don't have kids together. So I was like, why did you post this on Father's Day? (laughs) Like if you're gonna post the nude of your husband, if you want to brag about your hot husband, that is within your right. But, like, why tie it into Father's Day? It's kind of like when people post, like, thirst traps or, like, selfies and then post, like, you know, a Bible quote or what are those called? Scriptures versus, <laughs> not quote, I don't know, um, or, like, deep song lyric. They, like, try to, like, intellectualize the selfie. That's basically what I feel like just happened. I feel gaslit <laughs> by this Father's Day post from J-Lo. 
In other celebrity couple news, Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes have split once again as of this morning. This is actually like a story that is breaking as I'm recording this podcast, which I am recording late and editing and putting out the same day because <laughs> this is a small operation over here. Um, but right now, as I speak, uh, Us Weekly exclusively broke the news that Camila Cabello has broken off her rekindled romance with Sean Mendez. The article says that they weren't able to put their past behind them when they gave their relationship a second chance. A lot of their old problems started coming back after spending so much time together, which that's actually really interesting to me because the way that they publicized their breakup was one that was kind of like born out of, I don't know, like inconvenience or like bad timing because they were like, we love each other so much. And like a lot of people speculated that it had to do with their touring schedules and blah, blah, blah. But now this quote implies that there are like real bona fide issues beyond timing and circumstance and that kind of thing. This says that Cabello and Mendez were initially excited at the possibility of getting back together. It felt really nostalgic and all those initial feelings they had for each other when they first started dating came flooding back. But after a few months, they remembered why they split in the first place. They reiterate that there's no bad blood between them. Their relationship has just run its course. But so again, here's the joint statement from 2021, or at least part of it. It says, We started our relationship as best friends and we will continue to be best friends. We so appreciate your support from the beginning and moving forward. They said that they like loved each other more than they ever have as humans, um, blah, blah, blah. Before breaking up, Shawn Mendes and Camilla were seemingly about to move in together. They were spending every day they could and like traveling together, which we saw. I have covered on this podcast about how they were spotted in like, you know, every city in America, they were traveling coast to coast together. Um, They were, you know, going for coffee, going to yoga, just like kind of living life together. Then um, recently, Shawn Mendes dropped that new song, What the Hell Are We Dying For? And people were like, really upset about the fact that the cover art that he chose was a photo of the like, I don't know if you call it smog. Is that what it is? I I apologize if I'm using the wrong word, but the like overcast yellow shadows from the Canada wildfires that have been casting over New York, he chose to use that (laughs) as his cover art for the song, What the Hell Are We Dying For? Um, Some people predicted like possibly an Easter egg about Camilla in the song where he says, I want to speak, but I don't make a sound locked in my mind. You're all I think about. I want to save us, but I don't know how if we don't love like we used to, if we don't care like we used to, what the hell are we dying for? If you're not mine and I'm not yours, what the hell are we dying for? So he is Canadian, which like I will give him that for using the wildfire cover. Um, And people felt like he was likely inspired by that. Um, But it did kind of have a few lyrics in there, like I said, that point to some possible like... I don't know, diminishing relationship. So at this point, it says living without you is not living at all. So what the hell are we dying for? And again, um, Camilla is the one who seemingly broke things off. So that is that makes that song just a little bit more sad. Something else that has been 
absolutely everywhere on social media over the past week has been the Colleen Ballinger grooming allegations. And if you don't know who Colleen Ballinger is, I don't blame you. (laughs) She is a YouTuber slash I actually think that maybe she got her start on Vine. I don't know. Um, And she has this persona, Miranda Sings. She wears red lipstick and she makes an ugly face and is just like weird I it's totally not for me it is very much she is um older than me but her fans are all younger than me so it's a weird kind of thing but she has been making videos for forever and she kind of runs in this circle of a lot of like youtubers who have gotten called out for problematic behavior before so this person named Adam McIntyre who I understand to be an internet personality, um, has come forward about being groomed by Colleen Ballinger and described a lot of inappropriate conversations that Colleen had with her fans who were like teens. They were like 14, 15 at the time when she was over 30. She would ask them if they were virgins, what their favorite sex positions were. She would talk about her own sex life. She even sent Adam her lingerie in the mail. And um, that's when his parents kind of like freaked out um, and first brought some of this to the surface. But when all of that happened several years ago, a lot of people online were kind of victim blaming Adam, not understanding, you know, his role in it all, even though... Like I said, they were only 14. I actually don't know what Adam's pronouns are. So from this point forward, I'm going to refer to Adam as they. A lot of other young people have come forward, even like video evidence of being pulled on stage at Miranda Singh's shows and being sexualized when they're underage. There's this one video of a girl who's about 14 and Miranda refers to her outfit as being like, porn I guess and then starts to like hit her in the breasts with a like foam object again I don't understand Colleen slash Miranda's whole like shtick so I like I don't understand the comedy of it I don't understand the premise I don't understand any of it so like if some of this is sounding insane and not making sense it 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 does to me too (laughs) I don't understand what's going on with this person in their alleged comedy. Other TikTokers have come forward with video evidence and others just kind of telling their stories. This one girl named Becky said that when she was 16 at the live show, she, Ballinger, spread her legs open while she was lying on her back on stage. There's apparently a photo of this and she says that she was called on stage at the Miranda Sings show to participate in what she called, quote, the yoga challenge. And Becky said that at the time she was wearing a romper. So um, the spreading of her legs felt very violating on top of the fact that she is, you know, an underage person being kind of like sexually exploited for comedy, essentially. Becky said no adult stepped in to prevent this um, or anything. She says the moment that I'll never forget is when she was lying under Colleen while the YouTuber was smirking down at her while thousands of people were laughing. 
I was terrified. My body wasn't covered up enough. It felt incredibly sexually violating. I was younger and my body was still developing. And for her to use my body as entertainment on stage really set my confidence back quite a lot. She says she doesn't consider it sexual assault, but did feel nasty and gross and like she wanted to purge and clean out her insides after the fact. Oh, it's so sad. Um, and again, Colleen was in her 30s at the time and like really using like teenagers as the butts of her jokes. But the most disturbing things from all of this are really like the contents of the group chats with her fans. She would also like follow some of her big, bigger fans on Instagram and then like make fun of them with some of the other fans. In fact, this one person who is chronically ill, she, I guess, would consistently screenshot and send her photos to other teenagers that were in her fandom and make fun of her for like editing her freckles um, and accuse her of pretending to be sick just to get her attention, basically. So super disturbing behavior for somebody over 30 and interacting with a bunch of teens and preteens. It goes on from there. Highly recommend getting on TikTok and or Twitter and looking up Adam's posts, Becky's posts. I'll let you know the handles in the show notes. Colleen has started to lose sponsors over this and it's really catching wind in the national media and yet she has not issued any sort of statement or apology the last time that she issued an apology was in 2020 and she had to kind of take responsibility for some old tweets old posts old videos that didn't stand the test of time those things actually didn't come close to this um so it's interesting that she addressed those things back then and has yet to say anything about these grooming allegations. Jeffree Star even weighed in calling Colleen Ballinger sick and said that he doesn't speak to her. So that is interesting because Jeffree Star has done a lot of fucked up things, including recently um, being super ironically transphobic, um, (laughs) which is just, you know, whatever. He's an idiot. Anyway, he said, I'm horrified by the things I have seen. Honestly, I know we're all joking around and having fun, but like that person is sick. I have never been a fan. So I was shocked to see all of that. That's my official quote. So some absolute buffoon threw a phone at Bebe Rexa during one of her concerts and she had to get stitches in her eye. She has a black eye. Somebody hurled a cell phone at her mid performance. Like what? I just, I, that is insane. She's 33. She was mid-performance on Sunday night in New York City, and somebody just hurled their fucking phone at her. And, you know, people, of course, flooded her comments being like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I hope that person is arrested. Like, hate seeing this. Um, you deserve so much better. But I just, like, also, what compels you to throw a phone. As you probably guessed, it was a man, a 27-year-old man um, from New Jersey. He was arrested and charged with assault and is in police custody and is being arraigned today. 
All right, y'all, that's our show for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. Like, comment, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Make sure that you're subscribed to both the Spin Cycle podcast and Easter Egg Hunt, a Taylor Swift podcast, if you are into Swifty content. And follow us over on the Spin Cycle Media on Instagram. We have a lot of fun over there. I hope you have a great week. And remember that next week is our last official episode of season two of the Swim Cycle podcast. We'll be back after the summer's over with a brand new season to get started on awards season and the Emmys and all that good stuff. All right. Love you. Bye.